Listen, the best song, the best songs are simple. I mean, as as I always say to every every musician that comes in the studio, I mean, I've had some of the best musicians seriously in the world in the studio and they sit down and they can play anything. But you ask them to play something simple and they find it the hardest thing to do because they want to overcomplicate it or they want to jazz it up, as you say, or they want to, you know, and you're saying, but can, can you know, we just need something simple here. We need we, we need this simple melody, yeah. and, and and it's so it's the hardest. Difficult to do. Yeah, it's yeah. the hardest thing in music to do is 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 just to 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 strip it down to to that one thing, and it, you know because it's it's easier to 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 go crazy and let it go, but but it, when when you try and contain it and 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 bring it into something and and get rid of the stuff the unnecessary dead stuff at the sides yeah. and just concentrate on that you know na 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 or la 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 thing is that, yeah. that that's the thing that sells the record <laughs> i know I, I think it's probably they probably saying to themselves i've studied so hard to reach this point i've got x amount this and that qualification in music theory, why can't I put this little lick in there? And, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, why can't I sing three octaves? You know, but again, some horses for courses because obviously, like Mariah Carey, who's got a great range, and but that's her style. Now, I can't sing like Mariah Carey. You know, my influences have actually been a lot of male singers. You know, Sam Cooke. You know, Sam and Dave, Mahalia Jackson, Gladys Knight, you know, all that Motown stuff, um, the songs that we sang in church and gospel. When I when I studied in America as a, as a sophomore, you know, the only place I could go when my aunt would let me go with my cousin was to church. But I think that was the moment when I really appreciated the power of the voice, you know, and how it could move you. So I think for me, with my singing, um, I know I haven't got six octaves. But what I do is I bring out all the strengths that I do have, which is tonality, um, heart, and passion, and this kind of like fire of trying to just 
you know, expressed to the best of my ability the lyrics of the song and the colours in my voice. So, you know, um, so yeah, but I mean, again, I applied that to the simplicity of the song that I was given. You know, I'm, my background isn't like, you know, Harlem, I'm not a black American, you know, it's Jamaican, raised in Europe, you know, with a little licks of, you know, a year studying in America, but loving American music. But I, I've managed to incorporate it into my own style as best that I, as precious, can do it. You know, and I think it's the same with Liz's voice as well. Well, you yeah, know, but, but, I haven't tried to be anybody else. <laughs> no, but, that, but that's the thing. I mean, as I said, you know, I mean, there are singers and there are people who can, you know, I mean, you mentioned Mariah Carey, and Mariah Carey has got a fabulous range, as you said, but when I go see Mar Mariah Carey in concert, she's given me A to Z in the first song. And the problem with that is the second song she's went to A to Z again, and 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 then the third song and 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 she's got nowhere left to go, because she's using to you know for me there is no subtlety to the fact of you know here he, here's a build or a progression and an actual build on on what the voice and, and when I listen to your voice your voice is very uh, you know it's special because you have the power but you've also got the subtlety and that's what I like I, I like that that feeling and that like maybe the soul you know if, if you want to call it that but it's it's uh, you have the subtlety to your voice as well so I mean oh, thank you. no but it's, but it's true you know but it's true you know I mean it's, 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 it's like you know if you take um, I mean all, all the as they like to refer them to themselves as diva singers that have came out and 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 there was lots of them you know and and fabulous singers and incredible powerful voices but then they had they, they never had the other part which was the the subtlety and 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 I think that's the thing that you know it, it tells the story of the song and it, yeah. I, and if you don't have that, I, I feel that sometimes it's it's hard to. Mar Mariah Carey's one of those artists for me. Yes, yeah, she was incredibly good looking and incredibly good singer, but for me, she she lacked the subtlety. And 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 whereas I think Whitney, she had the subtlety. Ah, Whitney, you know, Wh yeah. Wh Whitney could sell a song. She could sell. Oh sell, my she, she could really sell sell a ballad. Where is Mariah? Yeah. Mariah Mariah struggles to sell the ballad to me. I mean, she can sing it. But she, she, you know, she, she struggles to sell it to me, and and that's the, the the thing, you know, she'll get away with the big power songs, course, all day long, no problem. But but it's the it's the the subtleties for me that that, that make the difference, you know, and and um, and and that's 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 the thing for you know. So when I heard your voice, I, I was amazed because again we're coming back into this. This is a so I, I was that was actually going to be one of my leading questions was was what influ oh, okay. what influenced you and and, and what got what got you that sound what was your what was the the thing that you were dancing around in the living room singing to <laughs> and getting the voice you know what oh was, right yeah okay so, so i mean as, as i said it's you know i'll give credit all credit due to my mum being a love of music and having and then my, my stepfather he was back in the day like a, a dj this was like when you could have house parties you know, this is yeah. back in the 60s, in, in, yeah. in the um, Caribbean community, you know, because there weren't any clubs, you'd have house parties or if somebody had a birthday, they'd all come round to your house and you'd have all the records. I don't know if you don't know how old you are, but when I was growing up, we had this, we used to call it the Gram 
but also the fact that Jamaican thing, which was really one of those um, record players where all the record singers were stacked up on this arm and they dropped one by one. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, we had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and he was the DJ. <laughs> he was the DJ. And so we'd be listening to rock steady, you know, and then obviously the American songs. Um, but, um, you know, it's me kind of like loving the gospel and the spirituality because I think... Um, you don't necessarily have to be religious, but everybody can appreciate when someone is singing from the depths of their soul. And so I was listening to a lot of that. Plus, obviously, I had to attend Sunday school, and people in the church would all, you know, you'd say, why haven't they got a recording contract? These are all ordinary folks just praising and worshipping their God. Yeah. And, and it comes from a different place. And I think if you're exposed to that from a young age, it almost comes into you via osmosis. Um, as well as my love of singing along. You know, we had all those music shows in, in here in England, you know, Ready, Steady, Girl, Top of the Pops, and you'd see all your favorite artists and you'd sing along and dance along. Um, and I remember the first record I bought my own pocket money was um, Bands of Gold. Uh, I don't know, it was, girl, it was a girl group. Yeah, with my own money. Um, all that's left is a band of gold. But um, obviously, then you'd hear all the um, the supreme songs as well. But interestingly, Mary Wilson, who recently passed away, she was actually my favourite because I loved her rich sort of like alto sound to her voice. You know. Well, would you believe? Would you believe we did an interview with Mary? Really? Uh, well, I, I did one. Yeah, I, I did a podcast with Mary. Um, nine, oh nine days before she died. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. And, and, oh, and, wow. and, and it was very. I was absolutely devastated because I was good, quite quite friend friendly with Mary, and and we were going to do a record together. We had all these things and lined up, and uh, we did the podcast, and we even discussed in the podcast doing the record and everything, and and, and then. And then she died, and, and and I was devastated, and I just just absolutely devastated. What a wonder, oh, wow. what a wonderful woman she was. She was just remarkable, just yeah. And what what a life, what a, what what a journey she had as well. Yes. Amazing. Oh, I didn't know you were that close to her. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send, I'll send you our interview when we're done with this one. Oh yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but no. Yeah, so it's people like her, Edward James, Billy Jackson. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, all all the um, the the yeah, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Commodores. You know, because obviously when you're in a band with a bunch of guys, you you begin to learn to not only listen from. A, a vocalist perspective, but also from a musicianship and tracks and chord sequences, and you know why does that song work? You know, mm. so um, yeah, it was all those influences. No, I'm um, going to I'm going to read talking about influences. I'm going to read some names to you because you know th th this. I mean, to people outside of the group, if you shall, that, that are saying, well, who is Precious Wilson and who is Eruption yeah. or what is this or what is what's going on here. I'm going to read some names to you because these are names that you're associated with, uh, you know, whether you've yeah. worked in the studio or whatever. I mean, Paul McCartney. I mean, wow. <laughs> you know, this is what's amazing to me because considering I didn't plan to become a singer, I wasn't, you know, you've got to remember there wasn't any, like a handbook back in the day with strategies of how to build a music career. So straight away, I didn't even plan to 
be doing this um, 45 years later. So to have the opportunity to work with people who are your heroes. I literally remember uh, dancing to the Beatles music on the ship because we came from Jamaica um, to England via a ship. And we were dancing in the, 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 the ship's nightclub, so to speak, um, to the Beatles music. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm on a project. Paul McCartney. Oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, that is um, amazing. That is amazing. Holly Johnson, you know. Um, I mean, Elton John. Elton John. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean. So, so what did what, what did you do with Elton? What did you do with Elton? It was me, um, Beverly, and um, another young lady. Three of us. We were asked, and out of all people they could have chosen, we were asked to to sing some backing vocals on. Um, is duet for one? Yeah, one of his album tracks. Wow. You know, for me, when I know that he could get any singer, you know, to, to come along and... And do it, yeah. 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 So, for me, that was such, such a privilege because I, I don't do an awful lot of them back in vocals. I tend to just stick to my own projects. Yeah, um, sure, and, sure. No, but I mean, it's, so, amazing, yeah. I, it's amazing, though. I mean, so, I mean, I mean... I mean, there's other names here too. Michael Bolton, Little Richard, James Brown. I mean, wow. I mean, yes. yes. I mean, these, these, um, these are icons. James Brown, it was in Germany in, in a club called Big Apple. I've actually got a photograph. Post that. I've got a photograph of, of me just standing next to him on stage. Um, and, and, late, and also, his drummer, because he used to have two drummers. Um, unbeknownst to us, when we auditioned, because um, after I left Eruption, got my own band together. We had um, Tony Cook, who used to be one of James Brown's drummer. He was in my band. He's actually on the photo of my first solo album, um, Tony Cook. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's funny how that destiny just brings these people unexpectedly on your path, you know, along the, the road with you. I, I have no explanation for it, really. I do not know how all that happens. But, but, but still, I mean, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. You know, what, what I find fascinating about... I mean, I've worked with some real, real icons. I mean, in in, in 2000, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a brief, 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 brief story. In in, yes. two, in 2000, I worked with Edwin Starr. Now, I mean, it, me, Edwin, Edwin, I yeah, him. yeah, Edwin. <laughs> well, well, me and Edwin did a record, and it went number two in the chart, and and it was it was a, a great record. And because of that, Edwin said, "Let's do some more." And we were doing some gigs and bits and pieces, and I helped Edwin get a deal in Japan, and and wow. and, and it was the first time Edwin in his life, his music had actually been released in Japan, and because of that, uh, and and the Japanese uh, deal, he got the yeah. movie Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker and so on and yeah. uh, and they used his music in the soundtrack and and so all these great things were happening for Edwin that had never happened so he was he was delighted but he was doing a gig in Birmingham one night and Prince was playing at the Birmingham NEC and yeah. Prince after his show as he was renowned for doing went what's on after the gig and they turned yes. around and they said oh well edwin stars playing in this nightclub he plays down here and they all went prince and his band and they all went to see edwin and ended up jamming with him on stage that ended up in a conversation backstage and it, and prince has said to edwin what are you doing and edwin says well i've just done this new record 
And a couple of years later, believe it or not, I got a phone call. Uh, it was a, you know, an unnamed uh, call came in and it was from New York. And they said, look, we want you to do a remix on this track. They sent me the track. As soon as the DAT tape arrived, I put it in and I knew it was Prince immediately because of the voice. And I, I said, this, yeah. this is Prince. <laughs> you know, this is Prince. I'm sure this is Prince. And uh, But I had no names on the packaging or anything. And then I was invited to go over to Minneapolis to Paisley Park in two, yeah. 2006. And yeah. I ended up working. Now, what I learned about this is, is this kind of DNA of, well, what? what do these people have that's so special? And and I started to take a real interest in the comparisons of different artists and different people and, 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 and what I kind of got to was a mindset of there is there is a specific mindset that that separates superstars or stars from or, or people that have done well in music from those who haven't. And it necess necessarily, it's not always even talent. Sometimes, I mean, Prince was insanely talented, but it w I'm, talk yeah. I'm talking about, you know, the mindset. I mean, Prince also spent, no exaggeration, 16 hours a day working on music. And, and, yeah. and, and, and that dedication and that spirit that he had towards, there was basically nothing else. I mean, yes. occasionally a basketball game or something, but there was nothing else. It was music all the time. And yes. and because of that, I think he had that drive and that motivation to take him to that level that, that, that he got. And the other musicians who were, some of them equally as talented on, on their dedicated instruments, were an absolute awe of his work output. You know, his work output yes. was even more... Then even though he was Prince, I mean, when I'm I'm talking 2006, he was a massive superstar in every country in the world. But yet he still would work longer hours than everybody else in the room. Mm. And that's oh, the, gosh, yes. and, and and that's the thing. That's the, the the and you know Edwin. I mean, you 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 knew Edwin as well. I mean, Edwin was gigging five nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he want yeah. and he wanted to work. You know, I mean, he wanted to do the shows. He wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to sit at home. I mean, that that was just not his thing. You know, he wanted to go out and gig and gig and, and as much as he could take in. And and that was the uh, that that was the and and he had that. He loved it. He just every every yeah, ounce. It's, it's passionate. It's almost like you you're addicted to performing. And if you've been doing it year after year. Suddenly stopped me. It's not normal. I know exactly what you mean. But you know, um, especially the Americans are like that. Um, but I think we as a band were very much. Like, I mean, before we had our breaks and met Frank and all of that, we were rehearsing like a, from ten till six or seven o'clock every day. That we if we didn't have a gig, we were in the rehearsal room, and we only stopped if it was somebody needed um, a toilet break or it was lunchtime. But it was like a 10 till 6 or 7 job going over the songs over and over and over. A bit like a basketball player. You, do, you take a shot and you do it again and you yeah. do it again. And yeah. um, so you were asking me about my voice. That was probably what helped to strengthen my voice. The fact that we were either always gigging or always rehearsing. And Germany at the time, when we got to Germany, 
some reason which you said, you know, and I agree, we can't explain why Germany, but it was just the place that kind of nurtured and so many even even Tina Turner when she had her comeback, it was started in Germany. Yeah. You know, the Beatles, I think, it was a place in Hamburg or something. Was it Star Club or something like that? Yeah, Bob Bob, Mar- Bob Bob Marley was in Germany as well. I mean, there Bob, you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think there was. I think the reason, and I, I mean, I think that that I, I actually sat down at one point with Bonnie M and and went through this with them, and I said, look, why Germany? What 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 was it about Germany? And I think the thing. Germany had an enormous an American Air Force base. Yes. And I think with that came quite a lot of talent from America and different places that went into the studios eventually because a lot of them decided to stay in Germany. Yes. Uh, they had set up homes and so on. And and, and, and I, so with, with the American Air Force bases, I think there was, I mean, I, I don't know the exact number, but I, I mean, it was hundreds of thousands of Americans came over. Yes. Uh, and, and I think that bled into the the music scene, if you like, for Germany. I think that was the 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 main reason why it became so so good. You know, I mean, I think that was the. I don't necessarily think it was always maybe the. I think the German producers that were there leaned heavily on the Americans that came over. You know. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right, and you know, and they had all the PXs, you know, where they all lived. Like, it was like an island within the country, actually, sort of those bases. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we were, yeah. So we were, there. and then there was also the um, the British had their radio stations there, and and all of that as well, um, which we used to do interviews on on those um, radio stations. But um, yeah, it was just the right place at the right time with the right environment, you know. And, and um, so, so, so I mean, how? How big did eruption get for you then? I mean, I mean, what what was your take on it? I mean, for everyone else, I mean, I love the records, but I mean, how big did it get for you? Where, where, where did it get to a point where you were like, okay, I've had enough, or this is as big as it's going to get? Well, it's quite interesting, and um, I think um, I was speaking to Liz the other day, and we were talking, we were just reflecting. Um, about the whole journey because when it was all happening yes you were going from one TV studio to the next studio on the plane to this country but we didn't actually appreciate how big it was we didn't we just saw it like oh thank god for this gig you know at least we're not starving anymore oh yeah let's do it Um, we didn't realize we were that big because we're from that kind of background where as I said it was humble beginnings and um we had a manager who couldn't really help us. Um, but one thing he did instill in us, um, because at first we used to complain that, oh gosh, don't get us any more of these gigs in the nightclub, Danny, because, you know, the waiters going past with a tray of drinks, the audience got their back to us, you know, because all the stages were just on the dance floor. They weren't high up, you know. Um, Please don't get any more of those gigs. He said, well, look, if you want better gigs, then you have to do something... Um, to hold the audience's attention. You know, you can either be a dance band or you can be a show band. If you want to be a show band, then you have to do something to hold their attention. So from that moment on, we just worked on our, our choreography. Because can you imagine playing the guitar on the bass and you're doing choreography and you're still trying to make it sound like a studio recording? But the guys did it. You know, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one, you know, who hasn't got an instrument, I'm not behind the drum kit, so I'd better do something hold their attention 
So our live shows became very visual. Then we started having the budget for nicer costumes. Um, and so we were just focused on making the show as good as possible. We weren't thinking, oh my gosh, we've made it big now. Well, we're it, we've reached. No. You know, and even today, people ask me, well, you know, um, you know, you're still performing a lot of energy. But the thing is, uh, that's all I know. Mm. And there was never a time when we stood there and said, okay, yeah, we've made it now. We, we never, ever, that thought never entered our mind. We were always hungry. Yeah. Because you're as good as your last show, aren't you? Well, Let's well, be honest. Well, you, you, you are, but you've, you've made another great point, is, is that most... Most artists, most bands that I know today, even even certain famous ones, might rehearse twice a week for a couple of hours, two three hours max. And 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 what you're talking about is this dead. You know what what lifts it to that next level is 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 exactly what you're putting into it. But you are only as good as your last show. But I I think that you've got to move it forward to the fact that it's the dedication and the hours that you've put in as well to to to, to, to get to that point. I mean, certain today's today's music industry is very different from the one of yesteryear. But I mean, you mentioned the electronic downloads instead of going to the record shop, and that's a yes. bit, that's a big factor because the record shop was almost. Uh, shall we say, it was a social scene. It was almost like going yes. to a coffee shop and you would, yes. you know, and, and it was exciting. You know, you'd go in there and you'd buy some music and you'd go home and it, it would be the pride and the joy for, for a it while. It would. Yeah. And, and, and I think nowadays, you know, but what's your take on the modern the modern uh, music industry and music scene and, 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 and digital downloads and streaming and all this type of thing? What's your, what's your take I, on that? I guess, you know, you've got to be open and realise, you know, as the song says, everything must change. And, um, you know, I, I often have this conversation when I say to people, you know, I'm a pre-internet artist, you know, where there's, as I said, no handbook, you just have to find you. There's no one there to, to warn you, to train you up. You just learn as you went along. And now with the advent of the internet, it's t- totally changed the whole business. You know, in terms of like record companies no longer want to develop artists. You know, you, you've virtually got to like finish the whole production, get your fan base up to a gazillion and just hand it over to them. And with all this streaming and stuff, they actually don't even want to acknowledge your creativity, you know, all the hard work and sweat and, and the cost that you've paid into recording the studio and, bills and what have you it's it's um it's changed a lot yeah (laughs) it has it has changed a lot i mean i mean and and how how are you coping then you know i mean in in the respect of in this not not so much in the covid climate that we're dealing with just now but i mean how are you coping in general with um you know going out there gigging doing shows uh, developing that i mean have have you kind of gave up a little bit on releasing records or doing that type of thing or do you or do you feel that it's still important to do that it is important to do that and in fact i'm in the process of bringing out some new stuff this is one of the benefits of covid i think covid obviously has had its tragedies you know um I've just recently had a tragedy as well. You know, it, it's real, it's out there. You know, people are losing loved ones. Um, on the other hand, with the, the lockdown that our government has, you know, forced upon us, I think there has been some positives in, you know, it's made me focus on 
um, getting deeper and having the time to get back to writing and producing new material, which should be coming out as soon as they're ready and having some remixes done. Um, but it's actually made me reflect, given me time to reflect on family, loved ones, what's really important to life, what, what is my message, what, you know, what, when I'm dead and gone, what do I want to have done here? You know, because there's things that you can't take with you. So what am I going to do with my skills and talents? So I'm actually passing that on, my experience as a singer, as a vocalist. I've been coaching um, some aspiring singers, you know, not in the, you know, publicized way, but secretly, privately, um, from people who come to me and say, Precious, you know, you know, you, you're, you've been singing for ages and you're still gigging, you know, um, can you help me? And I, and I have. But I also realize that the voice is such a powerful thing. It's such a great communications tool, not only to music, but to express yourself and, and to communicate. So I've been helping people with their speaking. So this is other little pivot that has come along in, in the quiet times. But essentially, I'm, I'm a singer. I love, 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 love performing. You know, it, it's, like a, it's like a natural high to be on stage, to be singing, and for knowing that singing is touching somebody, it is such a buzz. I mean, like what you were saying about Edwin loving gigs, no matter how, what age you've reached, it's just a whole different world. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, people are, in the audience are enjoying it. Imagine what it feels like to, to be giving it. And touching people with, with you know your the strength of your voice. Go ahead, sorry. No, no. I mean, I absolutely agree with you, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement. After I think that's the that's the, the the message that we've got to put across. I mean, I mean, we we are in the the process. Um, I mean, we're working on a track with you as well. I think the yes, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's going. To, it's going. To, it's going. To, it's going to be amazing. I mean, but, but but I mean, on your take then. I mean, do you participate in the social media side of things and and and, and the Instagram? Uh, oh, no, and... honestly, I need to get better. I'm not going to lie, and I think the issue is is that you need to think. Oh my gosh, you know, do people really want to know what you had for breakfast this morning? <laughs> getting my head around that. It, it, it's, Get, get making that what? scrambled egg and get it filmed. <laughs> yes, but the thing is, that's the thing. I've just recently, um, only recently, um, Liz has set up her own Facebook page, um, mm -hmm. you know, because there were all these other people who were setting it up for it because they recognise that this is where it's at now. And uh, I just thought she's slow to embrace it as well. I said to Maisie, the other lady in Boney M original, yeah. I said, Maisie, you know, cause you need to get on Clubhouse. I said, I just, oh my gosh, I'm addicted to Clubhouse. She's going, oh, Oh, I said, all right, I'm going to send you an invite. All right, I'm going to send you an invitation because right at the moment you're trying to get on there if you've been invited. I'm sending you the invite. Maybe. Yeah. I sent Liz her invite and they haven't accepted it. like, what the dickens? Come on, ladies. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Well, this, 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 this is where it's. I mean, I saw um, Dion Warwick on uh, Twitter actually, and. And she was like, you know, coming out with these statements, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm actually doing this." <laughs> it was like, yeah, and, 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 and you know, I think this is the thing: you you have to be making the, as you say, the breakfast in the morning, and 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 you're walk you're walking yeah. in the park, and it's it's on with the selfie camera. And, I know. Uh, I mean, no, I've got I've got a calendar now. Now that we're on the subject, Rory, I've got my my social media calendar, which I'm going to start. Um, implementing, I've got this 90 day thing where you do something every day. I mean, I'm not claiming it, I'm doing a little bit, I'm doing a 
probably a little bit more than even some of my colleagues. But um, it's, it's, it's just, a, I don't know, it's a generational thing. But anyway, uh, I'm going to up my game on it. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's really important, as you recognize, and I think that's the point you, you're asking me about, I've recognized it. And it is also a way of staying relevant. You know, because no matter, um, unless you've got like the diehard fans who've actually been a supporter and a fan for decades, um, the new generation will probably be saying, oh, oh, oh right, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, so what? You know, because they don't think that you're relevant because you're not visible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is a crucial, important point. So, yeah. if, if you were to give advice um, to students or people that are going into the music industry now, um, and they're beginning now, um, what, what advice would you give them? Yeah, uh, first of all, you know, ask them if they're really sure about it, you know, um, because you see, the thing with me and the, the, a lot of people from my generation is that the t- determination and the passion to to keep going to succeed was because we just, it was just a burning desire within you know, which enabled you to, 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 you know, get through the challenges of starvation, of record companies dropping you, you know, of not having money. Um, you've got to really be passionate about it, number one. Yeah. Then you really have to believe in yourself, right? Yeah. And that belief will drive you to getting the skills that you require because there are, I mean, although I start singing without any voice training or any singing lessons, um, it, it got to a point when we were touring so much, especially in Germany, we used to gig 28, 29 days a, a month, you know, wow. and, and you're only human, you're exhausted, and those were in clubs where you could smoke in the clubs, people could smoke and the air conditioning wasn't great, and you'd come in and see your gig and you'd be breathing in that smoke, and then and you, obviously you'd be hoarse, you know, from all of that, and just having the skills, getting the technique to overcome all those challenges. And, and, and also when you're touring and you're tired, you're not getting enough sleep. I mean, in the early days when we couldn't afford hotels, I was in the back of the truck with the equipment because I was thought, just because I'm a woman, you know, I'm going to get in the back too. We're taking turns driving from Munich to Berlin. No, 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 not because I'm a girl, I'm going to sit in the heat at the front. No, no, I'll go, you know. So you're driving an hour at a time in the back of the van with, with the equipment. Yeah. And you're freezing. And, you know, obviously when you get to destination, it's time to go. You know, your throat's a bit tight. So you, you've got to really look after yourself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, get the skills, make sure you really want to do it because it's not easy and it's a lot easier now. And, and also knowing that it's, it, just because you're talented doesn't mean you're going to make it. And you've got to be able to accept that someone who in, might be, in your view, less talented, talented than yourself has a number one record. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> you've got to get over yourself and keep going. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's, that, that's, yeah. The hardest, that's the hardest part, I think, as well, is, is, is that rejection, isn't it? I mean, it's the... Yeah. It's the re- the constant rejection of no 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 we don't like that no no no. <laughs> and of course and of course from the business aspect you've got to make sure you've got great representation or or get um, legal advice because the goalposts are always changing and you need to protect yourself from the, the business side and and uh, to be honest in my um, my career I didn't even, when I started I didn't, oh. I didn't realize this was a business. I was just there for the joy of it. And obviously, as you go through, you realize the, import, the importance of contracts and the legalities of it. So, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, those are some of the things I'd say. Obviously, there's lots of other things, but those are the main ones. You've just really got to make sure that you love it and, and you know, the determination and put in the work. Put in the work. Absolutely. That's, that's a great... Listen, Precious, has been an absolute amazing chat i could speak to you for days not 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 minutes i mean you're just a, a absolute joy to speak to um but um great message great ending and, and i look forward to 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 doing this mix with you and and hopefully we can work together in the future doing some more things but i, I absolutely yeah. let, 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 let's have a great a great end to the the year here and hopefully covid will break out and, and, and we'll be able to get back to shows and back to music again in a full full yes. time basis. That's amazing. Back on the road again. People are, uh, you know, I'm thinking we're going to be all right. Once we can go again, people will be out, concert, doing everything that they've missed for the past <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Off for the holiday. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a big party. It's gonna be a big party for sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Roy. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me, too. To me too. Me too. And and thank you so much under the conditions. Thank you so much, Precious. I, I really appreciate yeah. it. And and I will I will be speaking to you soon, I'm sure. Indeed. Alright, have a great day. You thank too, you. thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.